guys, welcome back to the Snow Peas. It's Dr. Cameron O'Connell, who's here today with Dr. Owen Mandanis, and we have a special guest. We do. Uh, Gabe Holland, physician oh. assistant. Yay! Zanita's out of the country. <clears throat> she is rocking it up in Greece at the moment, so it's the uh, two pea show, not the, the three two pea show. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, we're just rolling off at of Christmas. We're excited to be here. Yeah, we're super happy to have Gabe here because um, he works at the Alaska Heart and Vascular Institute. Yeah. Yep. But before we get into that, we're just going to kind of do our little BS thing. And um, Gabe, how was your uh, Christmas? It was great, actually. We just had uh, some cousins come up, and oh. so uh, we wrestled a lot yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like <laughs> you and your cousins? Christmas for yep. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or actually, sorry, nieces and nephews. Oh, nieces sorry. and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where'd they come up from? Like California. Oh. Yeah, they, they needed a white Christmas. Yeah, and they got one. Yeah. They uh, really got did one. Did they make the nice white part or the crunchy white part, you know? Like, what time? The glazed donut they part? They unfortunately got the glazed donut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Still pretty cool if you're from California. <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of. I almost died. Did I tell you that? No. What happened? <laughs> we were driving back from Kenai after Christmas, <clears throat> and that's Cameron's from Nikiski. I am. Not Nanilchik. Not Nanilchik. Like here. If you don't know Gabe, for like a year that I've known Cameron, I thought she was from Nanilchik. <laughs> and she's like Nikiski. So. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. So we're driving back and we hit Cooper Landing and we start to, you know, we're going through and all of a sudden it starts raining, which we knew was a possibility. We thought it'd be a little bit of freezing uh, rain. Freezing rain was crazy. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, no, this is fine. We're going to make it. And we're in our Volvo and it only at this moment in time has the, my husband's always like, it's front wheel drive. Like we don't have, anyway. We start climbing and it starts to pour rain, but there's still the thick ice on the road. And so it's standing water and ice and we're going 25 miles an hour and uh. we're still shifting sideways it's so <laughs> terrifying so my husband's like okay because he used to drive trucks so he's like over on the side in the gravel we're creeping forward I mean pickup trucks are pulling off just dashing out into spots and waiting for the gravel truck and we're like edging by hey what's going on were there a lot of accidents there was saying? a there was a good size one we went past but that was on the arm later and that also was terrible. Initially, I was like, can I justify bailing out and canceling all my patients and staying at the Prince Hotel? Yeah. No, I couldn't. But <laughs> that is definitely what happened. Are you saying the Prince Hotel as in? Alaska Resort. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The old name, you know, I don't even know yeah. if it's still called the Prince. It's not called the Prince. I was thinking that's what it was. So what did the California cousins, what did they think? Like, what is their like thoughts? Because I always love when like, if you've been here for a while, you forget, like, how exciting it is. Right. Uh, I mean, so for both of them, there were piles of snow twice as high as their height. So they were very excited to look yeah, at the mountain. Yeah, What part of Alaska? I mean, Alaska. What part of California are they from? So they're oh. in the, um, kind of the desert area. They're from mm -hmm. Beaumont. Yeah, okay. Kind of nestled in between Palm Springs and Riverside. Yep. My husband's from Northern California, so I'm always intrigued okay. to yes. where people so are from. What do you do Christmas with Californians? Um, where do they get to take them? Besides I mean, just so, uh, there, this is my wife's side of the family. They're very yeah. low key, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we mostly just kind of hung out and just enjoyed um, 
even having to have to be inside. Right. Because they wanted to, because it was actually cold outside. So uh-huh. they're not used to that. So, oh, we get to nestle up inside next to the fire <laughs> and tea and cocoa. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, they don't really get that experience. That's yeah, true, that right? so cute. <laughs> they're like, no, we hide from the sun. That's what we do. Whereas we're normally like chasing it around. I mean, this weather has been crazy from like the dump of snow. Where How many feet did we get, honestly, oh, this month? I, I think each separate snow event was what, like a two, foot and a half a piece yeah, to almost two, depending on where you were at in Anchorage. Yeah. And then it got so cold that you were like, yeah. oh my God, it's so freaking cold. <laughs> but it made me and really hopeful, right? Because I thought it's going to be cold. It's going to like set the snow where it's going to be a rocking winter. And then what happened? It rained. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have to say, because my car was like covered in ice, like the windshield. And then somehow I was like, this is beautiful. Like it was just. She is the disgusting Pollyanna of the group. I'm like, look at this. And she's like, but it's so pretty. It it was like all the, you know, all the buildings with ice all over them. It was really pretty. And so Gabe, really quick before we we end this BSing section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple minutes. So where are you from initially? I was born and raised here. I I am born and raised here, yeah. Okay, perfect. Anchorage area or, okay. And then your wife's also from here? Yeah, she was born here and then uh, kind of similar financial situation as now in the late 80s. Yeah. Oil issues happened. And so her family moved down to California. Got it. And that's why a lot of her sisters are down there right now. That's I was curious about that. I mean, granted, Alaskans are used to growing up and like some of us stay and some of us go. But that's an interest. Anyway, it interests me. Yeah. Yeah. Owen's been all over, though. I have been. But I've been in Alaska for um, since 2000. Yep. And then nine of those years were in Nome. So it's sort of like, not that Nome is like a dog, but I call it dog years when you live in the bush. Like it kind of gives you like it's extra right. years. It's Street not crime. like, you know, <laughs> basically like every year in Nome was like seven years in Anchorage. No, I love Nome. So, um, yeah, I've been here and my kids are Alaskans. You know, that I have 17, 19 year old boys and they don't know anything. I mean, they've been outside of Alaska, but they're definitely Alaskans. So, well, my terrier is Californian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back to question Gabe even more. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Hey guys, we are back from our quick break and today we're here with, and I don't know, do you prefer Gabe or Gabriel? Just Gabe. It's Gabe. easier because with our multicultural setting, it's a lot easier for people to say one syllable. <laughs> yeah. I usually go by a Gabe. Gabe, yeah. Gabe Holland. No, I'm really excited to have you here because we're always trying to find providers that are plant-based or even believe in plants at all or even believe in nutrition as a factor at all. So it's just, I'm really excited to have you here and we've found out you existed and I, you know, I'm a dentist and I'll ask patients and how do we even find out about Gabe? Who told us? I have no so, idea. You so guys. It was actually Annette when we were trying to do something oh. for Veg Fest. And yeah, that's right. I was kind of transitioning positions a little bit at work and got a little oh. overwhelmed and it was getting bogged down by that. And I didn't have any time to put into it. But then uh, you Z- reached out. It was yeah. Anita, right? Yeah. Zanita With Veg Fest. Uh, Annette. Annette and Anita. Zanita, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's interesting as a lifelong Alaskan, mm-hmm. just go ahead, give us your story. Like, you know, um, <laughs> Karma's joke is that, can you still be Alaskan and be plant-based? 
Oh, that's so funny. I mean, so, that's a good point, though. Yeah. That was so, my entire lecture. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, I was born and raised here, and um, I was one of the first classes to go to South at mm. Anchorage High School when it opened oh. uh, from start to finish. So I am pretty young. Um, and, uh, you know, I was into the, all, all the sports. I was a three-plus sport person in high school. Mm. And uh, started college doing both track and football. Wow. <laughs> Where'd but, you go? So it, that that journey was interesting because I initially went to the University of Redlands and then got two concussions back to back. And then that resulted in me taking a year off. And then I just ultimately re- resumed at UAA because it yeah. was so inexpensive and then uh, kind of hopped around, but ultimately graduated from UAA. Yeah. <gasps> No, it's a good institution. Like it's been right. here for quite a while. It's got a ton of programs. We could do a whole speed. And it's just day. not that expensive. <laughs> right, no, right. especially no, if you're comparatively. It's, yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, but that's actually kind of where my plant based journey started. I oh. mean, in that I thought it was so weird that everyone was like, "Oh, you got to have all this whey protein, and you got to do this <laughs> and that." And then, I, and I kind of got into it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I noticed I like working out and just yeah, trying to I mean, be healthy. As a so, I threw a discus shot put hammer college so I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am now wow and um very in a very unhealthy way okay (laughs) Uh, you know uh, my goal was to eat a tub of ice a gallon of ice cream yeah Wow. I wish that was a life goal. <laughs> because that was good for your sport? Well, it was the only way I could maintain weight because we would work out twice a day. Oh and my I'm gosh. doing Olympic lifting. I'm doing powerlifting. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it was the only way I could not lose a lot of weight. Uh, there was uh, one break I took home that was only oh three weeks, gosh. and I lost 15 pounds because I wasn't eating as much. Oh, my gosh. Like a little sumo wrestler. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. That just sounds so bad for your it heart. Sounds terrible. It's bad head to toe. My knees hurt the first year because I gained almost 45 pounds in the first year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and so because of how terrible I was eating and then there's all this, you know, eat this protein, this isolate, this pre-workout, this post-workout. And then I started kind of looking into why do we do this? And then I kind of stumbled upon, there was, I forgot his name, but there's an MMA fighter that kind of was a forerunner to being a vegetarian. That's not the guy who did Game Changers, is it? James, what's his name or whatever? Anyway. What year was that? So that would have been 2011. Wow. Uh, And that's kind of when I started questioning, well, why don't we shove all this stuff in our body? And then I started stumbling upon that, just the fact that you pee most of that out because your body can't handle that <laughs> tsunami that protein. of protein, right? <laughs> and um, ultimately started focusing on, wait, if I just eat things that are high in protein, that'll right. actually be better for my health. Um, and then... Can I jump in really yeah, quickly? Can, By the way, you'd think this would be over, right? You'd think like that was back in what was the year? 2011. That that was right. right? Okay. Um, I just had a patient come in yesterday. She's five, five, she's a hundred and something pounds. And her nutritionist is telling her, I want you to eat like 120 grams of protein a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just going, that is actually, okay. Physiologically, you're not going to pull that in. <laughs> right, <laughs> anyway, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still happening guys. Anyway, go ahead. Right, right. Um, one and two, just so, so yeah, that's kind of how my journey started, right. and because uh, it kind of 
dovetails off of my life story. Yeah. In quotes. <laughs> um, but yeah, from there, I, my background is actually in biochemistry, and I really enjoyed digging into, you know, and actually that love started in high school. Oh, wow. Um, ironically, my favorite teacher in high school is actually my wife's uh, aunt. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you better I, shout I, this teacher out. Who is it? Oh, it's uh, Laurel DiPilata. She taught uh, <laughs> chemistry at South Anchorage High School wow, forever. So, we well, were just yeah. saying how coaches and teachers can make or break your life right. or change your life so significantly. That's yeah, right. so interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, she just made chemistry, which is something that a lot of people dread, especially right. like the organic chemistry mm-hmm. as you get into uh, college. Yeah. And but it was really those fundamentals that, you know, started getting me thinking about because, you know, we talk about an element right. and really basic compounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- this is where this is at and this is how it's made, whether we do it on purpose or an accident. Right. And then that got into the topic of like methane and how, mm-hmm. you know, where and how that's produced right. and realizing how much. You know, eating, especially particularly red meat cattle, yep. that contributes to the environment. And I thought, hmm, you know, maybe I should do something. <laughs> and, <laughs> Slow down my meat consumption. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then, and then kind of as time progressed and, mm-hmm. and my wife and I got married, we're coming up on seven years. We wanted to, you know, how we eat now yeah. is an investment in our body and our health in the next five, 10, 15, right. 50 years. And doesn't everything change with kids? You're right. like, oh, we're eating like crap. You know, right. you're like, oh, we can't feed our kids this. Right. Yeah. What's funny about that is we never had eaten frozen food before. Never. And <laughs> at, at, we're going through Costco and we're like, mm, cauliflower crust pizza. We should try it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then we, then after we ate it, we realized there's enough sodium, you know. Oh, my food. God. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Although that also cracks me up because I get tons of people who come in and they're like, well, what about the sodium? And I'm like, I'm concerned about it, but I'm more concerned about your refined carbohydrate consumption than I am about that right now. Well, you know, just speaking of that, it's so confusing because it's like, is it the salt? Is it the the sugar? Is it like, even they say sugar is not like the whole gist of diabetes. It's like fats, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's... It's so confusing. So let's just hear your story and like try to dummy it down for me or for all of us. Well, and so kind of right off, right to that point, I mean, and this kind of goes into access to here in Alaska, but Mm -hmm. we wanted to find out how we could ourselves produce and get more fresh food. And so we have friends that have kind of self-made with the Home Depot buckets and PVC pipes, hydroponic in their garage. And that kind of inspired us. And we're, we were thinking, you know, that's a lot of work. They put in hours a week into it. And so we were thinking, you know, what, what exists out there? And we stumbled upon this thing called garden. It's G A R D Y N. And it's really self automated. Um, and actually I, I kind of, I wish this happened a little sooner because I found (laughs) out they had a black Friday sale because they have a lot of, I didn't know they had a lot of, um, Customers in Alaska, and so they actually were oh. nixing the shipping cost because the shipping cost was a couple oh, no. hundred dollars. So what is it? So Garden is like a, it's like its own hydroponic. Yeah, system. it's essentially it's about two feet wide, a foot deep, and about five feet tall, and wow. it has its own light bars. It has thirty little cubes, and we're actually refreshing ours right now. So cool. you kind of let them sit in a baking pan with just a you know quarter inch of water, mm-hmm. and you kind of wait for the the true leaves to come on. Yeah, and then you throw them on, and that's it. You basically 
basically just refill it. How long does it last you with one go after the baking pan explosion? So <laughs> we, we have actually our Thai basil yeah. in our uh, normal, mm. regular basil Yummy. has lasted all, over six months. Oh, Just from the original. Wait, That's do you have here. to buy their stuff? It's not seeds. You can't. It's like. They actually, the way they make it, you can order empty ones and you can put your own seeds in oh, it. So they, they, I think their heart is they want to make mm-hmm. access possible. To, to fresh foods yeah. more possible. So yeah. what do you grow other than the basil? We've tried almost everything they have. Uh, we, we know that we've noticed that fruit bearing things take a lot more food. Yeah. And so, and it doesn't produce a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of step back because we've tried sweet peppers, we've tried edible flowers and, nice. it, and it's really fun. Right. But I mean, you know, we've tried jalapenos, but I mean, you get just a couple maybe in a yeah, month. And I can see that. Little, Bang for your bucks, leafy greens. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. That, that's I would imagine. We're focusing. We have mostly herbs and leafy greens. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, because the the biggest thing that I noticed was organic kale. I mean, you go to Cars or Fred's and it's five or six bucks for this little thing. But and that, that's where we just ran the numbers. It's I mean it's already paid for itself. We just hit a year uh, oh, this I last it. month of having it, and even within the first couple of months, it's cost effective. Wow! Because okay. I mean, once it's really going, as long as you're, they recommend <clears throat> harvesting, or they recommend once when you're harvesting it, leaving about a third of the, the leaves left. So it has enough yeah, you know, to, to regrow. Right, right. Exactly. Wait, so do you use it year round or are you gardening yeah. outside? Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we, we go heavy on the root vegetables in the summer and uh, we're uh, still working through yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. But Amazing. We, we supplement whatever greens we can just with this. So I, my husband and I went into this depression because we had so many greens in our garden outside and then we were like, Realizing we weren't eating any greens as it got cold, and we're redoing our kitchen too, and our freezer, our fridge kept freezing things in one section, so we'd like buy stuff from the grocery, and then it would get destroyed. Next and time you have that problem, call me. I'll t- I'll drag it out of my house. We can yeah. pop it out. Well, you know what? Like we had so much greens in our garden. And we ate salad every day. And to mm-hmm. that, I mean, I miss that. So this sounds good. I was like, I need yeah. to do something inside. But usually I do sprouts like all winter, but I haven't started that yet. Yeah. Soil sprouts, my thing. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. And it can be done in your garage, right? So. Right. Well, when we yeah. have ours in our kitchen and it's oh, just nice pretty. because it, it creates this. I don't know the um, the wavelength. I don't know the if it's spectrum the same. Them, yeah. it's, a, right. a, it's like a happy light. Mm-hmm. But it certainly makes Feels me happy. Feels like that. <laughs> well, when I Growing do things. even just sprouts and I see it on the kitchen and I don't have lights for it. Yeah. Like if it's, you know, yeah. January, February right now and you see something growing, it's like, oh. Right, yeah. Well, this kind of see in Alaska, we're that deprived. We're like, <laughs> we're like, it's but it's just this is a really cool opportunity, even for like a public health thing. I mean, yeah. this could improve access. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, food is medicine, but also right. I mean, but there's you areas. Can't afford it. Yep. Right. Exactly. So there's ways that because there's so many things that are subsidized by the government. I mean, that's why you mm-hmm. can get corn and and a beef patty so cheap. Right. But you know if 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 we could get easier access to this kind of stuff, I mean, that would be amazing. One, to feed people, but also for health. Yeah, it's just, I, I might need to do something like this, but I need to start doing my sprouts. I mean, um, so it's G-A-R-D-Y-N, is that what yeah, you said? Yeah. Guardian. Hmm. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
Hey, well, we are back. It's the Snow Peas, and we're here with Gabe Holland, uh, PA at the Alaska Heart and Vascular Institute. And um, I think what I'm kind of more really curious about is how you balance this with what with work and how your patients are receiving it and how often you like what's your sort of cue to mention it to patients because you can't do it with everybody right yeah exactly um i mean this topic is hard in general because i mean you look at i mean really we're i think we're one of the unhealthiest countries in the world yeah (laughs) especially among first world nations yeah um it is just a hard topic because i mean I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, diet and exercise. I mean, I, I know that I've read articles where mm-hmm. people bash doctors like, oh, they just tell me diet and exercise. And it's like, well, why do you I think know. so many people in Japan live so long? Because they eat a really good <laughs> diet and they walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and, yeah. and I think we want this magic pill or this magic oh, oil yes. or this magic Well, thing. you know, to be fair to Americans and like we were sold that there's a magic pill. Right. Yep. That's yep. true. And it's like so ridiculous. And we were sold to be lazy. Well, we're all kind we're of. still being sold that there's magic pills. And we were every day on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also sold that there is the magic pill and that you can be lazy and I mean right. it's just really messed up. So what do you tell your, like, right. what's so, the typical patient's story? Right. Um, well, so I, there's two people in particular I can think of that um, they were kind of just at their lowest low. Um, everything was wrong. I mean, lipids you could not mm-hmm. even imagine, high blood pressure you couldn't imagine. And for the most part, got under control with medications. But it's like, look, you don't have coronary artery disease if, if these things got under control with diet and exercise, you could come off of all of this. You know, you don't have any other indications based on, you know, the medical literature. And um, but I mean, if you keep doing what you're doing, I mean, you're going it, to have coronary artery disease and or die. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there are other poor life choices. And this guy came back in particular six months later. And I mean, his blood pressure was super low. Uh, uh, what do you do? Uh, so, um Seven days a week exercise, uh, had did, was completely vegetarian because um, uh, there was one doctor, uh, him and I were working together, and he basically just put the fear of God in this guy. It's like, look, Good. The, the, the end of this trail doesn't end where you want it to. So if you don't want to go there, like right. you really need to basically change everything. And they did. And awesome. I that, that was the first person I had met that actually did to the... I mean, point by point, everything we asked, and I thought. So, wow. do you say um, I'm a dentist? So this, <laughs> this um, subject kind of comes up yeah, a yeah. lot because I don't, you know, I don't want to be the meat hater, and I cheat a little bit. Like I'm the 95, 98 percent plant based <laughs> person, mostly because you know I'm 54 and I grew up eating meat my whole life, and this right. is like an eight year journey for me, and. You know, and it is, there's so many things that make it difficult. So what do you tell, like, the average person that's 54, like, hey, you really, (laughs) I mean, it's not received really well. So what is it, what makes you, what do you think you're saying that maybe 
coerces people or right, convinces right. them. With their arm. <laughs> so well, to make it sound palatable, right? Right. Or doable. Right. Well, I think, I mean, I, I guess there's just a sense when I'm talking to someone mm-hmm. if, uh, if they're even going to be open to it. And right. I, I can't put a finger on it. It's just that kind of like clinician intuition. Right. right. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, but just that they're even going to be open to it. Um, but just, I think people, when they think of being plant-based or even mm-hmm. eating anything vegetarian, they just think, oh, I got to just put a pile of leaves on my plate and that's put, it. put some, you know, vinegar on it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and, but, it, but it's not, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so much better than that. The, actually the biggest resource I've used is blue zones because blue zones is kind of a great mm. intro because it, it basically takes the Mediterranean diet, which we know is a fantastic diet. Right. Um, I mean, even the ACC, the American College of right. Cardiology and the American Heart Association and all those associations are pushing it because it's great. Yep. Um, Can and you we, explain that to patients? Right. I mean, to listeners. our listeners. Right, right. And, well, and, and a great study is, that I think it's PrediMed. It was mm-hmm. a study done in the... Um, and the UK, I think it was actually several countries, right. but yeah, I mean, the Mediterranean diet is actually, if you look at the food pyramid, my favorite part is the foundation. It's actually food with family and friends. That's actually mm. the, the, that's mm-hmm. where it starts. That's so nice. Because if you have that community, then it's right. so much easier to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, first of all, live, <laughs> but then you have purpose, but then you're eating this food together. Right. And then from there you get the, and it's kind of flipped because, you know, you get like the fish and the the, pol- the poultry on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, that that's part of this diet, but it's kind of like something you're only having a couple of days a week. A condiment instead of a, yeah. Instead of a slab of meat. Exactly. Right. Like, what do you mean? I thought that porterhouse <laughs> steak was the foundation. <laughs> right, it right. looks flat, fits easily. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So explain the blue zones. So there was a... Um, so first of all, if you just Google blue zones, it, it is very patient friendly and, and it's great for clinicians too, because you can click the for clinicians area and it will go into all the nerdy stuff mm. uh, and, and go into all the, the research. But yeah, essentially a group of people studied uh, these seven areas that uh, where people are living over a hundred, there's very little or no chronic disease. Uh, there's no cancer and they just and what they did is they pulled out all the kind of the pearls or the gold nuggets right um and I really like it because it's very practical mm-hmm. it, it makes it uh it's very visual mm-hmm. um it, 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 you get to see the consequence of eating a good a good diet and actually moving it. I think it was in South America they were actually able to and, and this is on the website they they were able to calculate basically forecast or predict kind of your longevity based on how far you walk to work mm. and I thought that was really interesting so people that walked had a further distance to walk to work actually lived significantly longer than those who had a shorter walk interesting oh. so we're all hosed <laughs> yeah well there's that too because right. of you know driving the whole nine yards yeah yep. right. Well, and so going going back to what you're saying, you know, we were all sold this lie about a pill. I mean, that's kind of embedded in our culture, so it just mm-hmm. makes this whole topic very yep. difficult to even get into. Because it's like I want people to eat more of this stuff and more plants and, and, mm-hmm. and move more. It's right. like if you could just move, you know, half as much as you are now, more. Like just do something. I tell <laughs> right. my patients to just go for a walk for their mental health anyway, right. and then they get the walk. Right. And like, 
you know, walk for 20 minutes, walk for 10 minutes, you know, if you even walk if, 10 minutes away and then 10 minutes back, it equals right, 20. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then I also, um, I call myself a veggie pusher <laughs> and not like a meat. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to tell you to not eat meat. Right. I'm just going to tell you to ramp up your veggies because it's really like, like eat whatever you want. Just eat less of that meat. Right. At first, you know, because it just, it is what I think is, so interesting is how difficult it is to have these conversations yeah, <laughs> because of our heads, where our minds are at right. with food and then, and then being in Alaska and we're like, you know, all fish, all hunting and we're, you know, whatever our stereotype right. is, but it, but even nationwide barbecue, 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 right. and like how it's like you, like as a provider at a big company, like a at a health institute here in Alaska, it's it's like oh, it's just a little bit awkward. Like, why does this have to be a little bit awkward? Right. Well, and what's interesting on that topic too is, I mean, there was a prevention clinic at our group, but it's just um, like most prevention. I think the entire United States prevention budget for healthcare is one to three percent. Right. So that kind of puts in perspective. Yeah. That, but but I mean, it's not cost effective. I mean, the way we we right. the way our billing and coding is set up, nope. essentially punishes you. Because you can't make any money doing that. Uh, yeah, right. Yep. As a provider, procedures right. are going to make you a lot more money. Than yeah, prevention. Right. right. Yeah. And 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 it's frustrating because there actually are a lot of providers yeah. that I know personally at work that want and they do push this. But I mean, you have to kind of slip it in while you're helping address everything else. Right. Uh, yep. No, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. But, but and it's also hard to measure prevention, right? Like it for is. outcomes. If you have someone with hypertension and you put them on a, a pill and you know <laughs> you can measure that. Right. Or being like, go eat broccoli um, can before you, you get the hypertension. I don't want to be all sad, but can you talk about some of the side effects of like typical like heart meds that we don't we don't get told what the side effects are, I think, as much as, you know, it's written there on the, right. you know, five by ten gigantic well, fold well, out sheet. Something <laughs> to re remember, too, is whenever there's any study, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is. You have to list every single side effect, every single participant yeah. has it, ever had. Right. Yep. And, and that's what's difficult. And that's why it's rough when you say, I'm going to take lisinopril and you look and there's a thousand side yeah. effects and you, you realize that. Uh, one, so fortunately, us providers have access to something called up-to-date, and it'll actually quantify mm -hmm. less oh. than 1% had 99% of the symptoms. Yeah. And, you know, this many had, you know, 5% had angi. I'm making that number up, but they, they had the swelling of the lips or whatever. Yeah. Coughing. Or the cough. That happens. <laughs> so um, how much do you, like, in your heart of hearts, just really think it's just all lifestyle? It, so that, that's that's hard because there is a genetic component to, mm -hmm. to conduction diseases and the electricity. You know, seeing very young people need a pacemaker because yep. their heart's going 15 beats a minute. Um, you know, they didn't do anything. Right. And um, there's... They were uh, vaping. No, I don't know. <laughs> you can't take her anywhere. <laughs> but there's people that are elite. I mean, I'm talking like doing triathlons, yeah. right. trying to qualify for the Olympics. They're essentially vegetarian and they have massive obstructive coronary yeah. disease. And But it turns out everyone on their mom's side died of yeah. huge heart attacks at yeah. 30 and 40. So there's this 
um, really this fork in the road where, and, and you do see a kind of a mesh or a blend between the two, but I mean, and that's where it's hard because you, there is so much that is diet induced. And, but then there is that small component. I don't mm-hmm. have a statistic. But right. You know, I often tell patients when they come in and, you know, because I see a select amount of the population that want to get off their medications, right? Or right. they want to make lifestyle change. Right. So they come in and they want to, and I always tell them, hey, listen, if we can stop getting you to poke, poke yourself, to borrow a Dr. Gregorism, <sighs> stop poking yourself with a fork, and then we can see, you know, like damaging yourself with what you eat, we right. can see what's left over. And then the genetics can kind of rise to the surface. Things can right. rise to the surface. It's hard if you're looking into a foggy milieu because they're eating poorly and they're not exercising and they're doing X, Y, or Z, it's really hard to say what we can do with medication at that point. Right. And sometimes people are like, well, I want off it. I'm like, maybe you can get off too. Maybe you have to stay on one, but won't that be great? Right. That's the case. Right. So, but you got to stop doing these things so we can actually see what the outcome is. Right. Yep. Anyway. Gabe, thank you so much for yeah, being with us I today. Have so we many really questions. We're gonna have to have you back. I think that <laughs> He's you... like, we're getting tougher on the questions, Brian. No, I'm run this is great. yeah, <laughs> I I mean, like but it. it is. It is fun. It, it is. is fun. It is interesting too. I just love you're at the Horn Institute. I do too. I, it just gives this whole hope, thing right? more, yeah. more hope and yeah. more credibil- credibility. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna have you back so we can talk That's about keto. Oh my gosh. Okay, hanging up the phone. We're not talking about keto. Okay. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Okay. Peace out.